Hi there, I'm Michael C. Patterson, and you are listening to the Flourish As You Age podcast, in which I'm exploring ideas about how I can flourish as I age. In this second episode in the series, I want to build on the introductory episode and give you a bit more background about where I think this exploration is headed. For some background, for the past 15 years, my colleague Roger Anjanson and I ran an educational company called MindRamp, and the mission of MindRamp was to promote what we called qualongevity, the ability to flourish throughout a long and healthy life, quality of life plus longevity. We initially focused on the health of our brains and developed the behavioral roots of brain health. These are eight key areas that, if addressed in a combinatorial manner, go a long way towards preventing cognitive decline and maintaining mental fitness, no matter our age. Now, the behavioral roots of brain health are physical exercise, mental stimulation, social engagement, stress management, good diet and nutrition, good sleep habits, good medical care, and an enriched environment. To stay as fit as possible as we age, we need to tend to each one of the behavioral roots of brain health. They all play a role in activating body-brain connections that, if working properly, make us more resistant to disease and better able to recover from illness and injury. So we live longer and in better health, which is great. I'll review the behavioral roots of brain health in a bit more detail in an upcoming episode. My point for now is that having a healthy body and brain is only part of the equation. I've heard people say health is everything, but it's not. It's possible to be perfectly healthy and perfectly miserable. Health certainly supports happiness, but it doesn't guarantee it. And then what about people who struggle with their health? Are they barred from happiness? No, of course not. People with health problems or injuries can still lead productive or happy lives. So brain health and mental sharpness are two different projects, two sides of the same coin. In this series of podcasts, I'm focusing on the mental management side of the coin. Happiness, fulfillment, flourishing are states of mind. So the key to aging well, I think, is to figure out how to escape from mindsets that cause us pain and to cultivate mind states that bring us happiness, meaning and fulfillment and love. By the way, I'm using the words happiness and flourishing as as kind of catch-all terms. They they represent a, a wide range of affects and emotions that make us feel good rather than bad. I've been pondering this question of how to flourish as we age for a number of years now. I've been looking at ancient wisdom systems like Buddhist psychology, shamanism, mysticism, and and also at modern approaches to managing our minds, including positive psychology, neurobiology, pharmacology, artificial intelligence, and even quantum physics. And I'm beginning to see commonalities at the core of all these disparate systems. And I'll use these common threads as entry points or portals for my explorations. One conceptual framework that has been hugely helpful for me is the hemisphere hypothesis proposed by British scholar Ian McGilchrist. 
I've always assumed our mind works as a unified system, a single entity. But then it's rather mystifying that our single mind could produce such disparate types of thoughts and behaviors. We are both devils and angels at the same time. How can this be? Well, the simple explanation is that we don't have a single mind. We have multiple minds, or at least two very distinct minds. McGilchrist's hemisphere hypothesis states that the two hemispheres of our brain evolved to provide us with two very different perspectives on life. These two perspectives, when they work together, are highly adaptive. The right hemisphere sees the world through direct sensory experience. The left hemisphere creates concepts about life and lives within a kind of virtual reality world of its own making. The trouble is that the virtual reality world of the left hemisphere has come to dominate our consciousness. We give much more credence to our ideas about reality than to reality itself. We lose the ability to recognize what is real and what is illusory. One of the commonalities found in both historical and modern systems of mind management is that we need to adjust this imbalance. We need to quiet our thinking mind and reconnect with our sensory mind. Alan Watts summarizes the advice with a quip that, quote, we need to lose our minds to gain our senses. I like that. Now, the advice to lose our mind makes a lot more sense if we understand that it means quieting our conceptual mind, our left hemisphere, so that we can reconnect with and live life through our sensory mind, the right hemisphere. As another example, Buddhist teaching says that enlightenment and awakening involves realizing that our self is an illusion. Now again, I mean, what are they talking about? Well, this makes a lot more sense if we understand that they are talking about our left hemisphere's concept of ourself, the, the ego, the stories that we tell about ourselves, and they are illusions. You know, I'm a success, I'm so stupid, I'm a failure, I'm shy, I'm brave, however we characterize ourselves. These are just stories that turn the incredibly complex and variable process of being into a fixed, unchanging, non-dynamic entity. These fixed concepts separate us from the flow of life. So in the next couple of episodes, I'll talk more about my understanding of the hemisphere hypothesis and how it has helped me to frame my thinking about what we need to do to manage our minds so that we can flourish as we age. Thanks for listening. I hope you will join me in this project of making the aging process a fulfilling and even enlightening process.